Hey everybody, welcome back. Hello. In this we episode, are Sober B. we get into the I holiday know. spirit with yeah. Decent Chris, argue about me. the connotations of the and word fatty, and reveal the mastery behind Pikmin's X-Men. It's all happening Chris, now on Cover B. Call me Whitey Donovan. <laughs> Don't confuse people, we're not there yet. <laughs> we'll get there. That's all right, it's a fun name. It is kind of cool. an interesting yeah, so name. Yes, let's chit-chat about some comicos. Yeah, comic stuff. Uh, first one I wanted to talk about is from Image. Uh, it's called 20XX. XX. 20 double X. Number one. Is Vin Diesel in it? Yeah. Dope. <laughs> yeah, it's, all, it's about <laughs> Vin Diesel's butt. Um, no, it's, uh, so this one's by, written by Lauren Keeley, Jonathan Luna, uh, with art by Jonathan Luna. I really like the stuff that the Luna brothers have done. Uh, in the past, I loved Alex and Ada. Um, I read the first bit. I didn't read the entirety of Girls, but I read the first bit. I never got around to reading Sword. Um, and then their most recent one before 20XX uh, was Eternal Empire. That one didn't really hit with me. Like okay. I read a few issues, and then I kind of just dropped it. Like It never really got off the ground for me. Um, so I picked this one up kind of pensively. Um, I wasn't really wowed by the cover. The cover looked kind of like generic, kind of anime-ish, like, character stylings. And I was like, eh. And then I read the synopsis about it being about, like, you know, there's a disease that if you survive, you get powers Ooh. of some kind. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe it could be cool. I mean, we've image themselves have done a lot of, like, a disease but with benefits kind of books yeah like i mean there was beauty long-running title beauty where it's like you get a deadly disease but you get hot anyway pick this one up um and honestly it pleasantly surprised me it I um when that happens yeah it was a little hard to get into because it's black and white i thought that was odd oh it's like gray it's not even like black and white so like not like, like stylistically black and white but like kind of like weird yeah they just didn't have a colorist i think oh um that's interesting for whatever reason but it's you know it follows this woman who is like an editor and we're obviously like we get it opens with some like weird psychic gang violence going on and we're obviously in some sort of like future world where stuff's different than our world um and yeah and she's going for this job blah 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 it starts normal enough uh and then she comes down with symptoms of this virus and so apparently with the virus it's like a one percent chance that you're gonna live if you live um then you have like i forget what they call the condition like sims or something um is what they like refer to them as anyway you're basically like you have access to some sort of power, like Ooh. some sort of like psychic ability. And it's, um, you like connect to a certain material. Like everyone has like different material. Like some people can control glass and some people can control metal and some people oh, can control dope. cloth and some people can control paper and stuff like that. Um, so they give her this whole rundown of like, at some point you're going to like trigger and you're going to be able to control something. You have to report to this like, organizations bureaucracy once you know and fill out this form what your control is you know that's cool and um you know it's all very regulated and they're like you know using your powers is illegal you're not supposed to do that and stuff so they're obviously like latching down (laughs) these uh 
these uh, people with powers. And I mean, it's an epidemic. Everyone walks around with masks on and stuff all the huh. time so that they don't contract it. And uh, yeah, and it apparently has killed off tons and tons of people in the world. So it's like bad. But then there's also people who have powers from it and stuff. And then, you know, as the story goes on, um, her story gets more and more complex. And then eventually it's revealed that her particular like control group is like, whoa like really intense which honestly is not anything new like the whole like person forced into powers like forced into a group that's already existed but also turns out to be like one of the most powerful ones isn't really like that's that's an old tale like divergent e (laughs) yeah like you know we've we've seen that before where it's like hey you're new to this but you're the strongest of all of us. It's one of those, like, why would we be watching the movie if the main character weren't, like, the most impressive of all? But her particular power is pretty interesting. Like I said, the character is very likable, very relatable, and uh, the story seems kind of complex, so I'm excited to see where it goes from there. I mean, there's gangs, so it's going to pertain to, like, gang violence and stuff, but... Hmm. It's um, an interesting way to go with, like, gangs when it comes to this sort of thing. Like, I feel like powers are normally, like... Like, there's, like, a big bad. There's normally, like, either, like, you're Mm. against the government or, like, there's a super villain or something. But, like... It's usually, like, resistances and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Very rarely do you actually see, like, gang violence. So that's kind of a cool take on that. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, effectively it's an old story told in a new way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it might be kind of hard for people to approach because it doesn't have any color um that was a little bit of an odd choice but like i said they might have just not been able to find a colorist but it is a pretty interesting read so it does kind of bum me out that like i love the future stuff but because i i love when they do future books that are like super like fluorescent and multicolor and like cyberpunk like i love the bright stuff i will i will tell you um jonathan luna's artwork can be a little funky when it's colored if you don't get a good color because it's he does that kind of art that's like not really photo real but also not really like cartoon you know what i mean like it's realistic but it's kind of minimalist kind of simplistic yeah um and sometimes when he's his stuff is colored like i love the coloring in alex and ada right it's very like faint and very soft um the coloring in eternal empire was very bold and it kind of made everything feel at times unfinished and at times just a little bit too finished okay. you know yeah um so i actually like after the first page or so i kind of got over the whole like there's no color in this what the what the f um <laughs> so it you know it, it's it's approachable still i think it is uh you know it it does fine like i think his art does fine not having color that makes yeah, sense. i don't think it's left wanting too much but 20XX, I'd, I definitely recommend it. It could be a pretty cool overall story if things come out. Awesome. So. Uh, my first one that I want to talk about goes backwards in time instead of forwards. Um, mine is The Butcher of Paris, number one, by Stephanie Phillips and uh, art by Dean Coates. And mm-hmm. so I love historical fiction. Yeah. Um, but something that I'm weird about, this is such a weird nuance for me. I don't like, typically, this is a broad stroke statement. I typically am not a huge fan of war movies, but I love war comics. 
Love them. And I think it's because when you're doing a comic, you have to either focus on something real that's, like, bizarre or focus on something, like, bring the extraordinary into actual history. So, for instance, like, I love Uber. Um, Kieran Gillen does um, his take on World War II and there's, like, human genetic modification making these giant people who turn into like mm-hmm. like pseudo powered tank people it's crazy yeah. but it's amazing and i really enjoyed it so the butcher of paris is actually based off of a true story in mm-hmm. that during nazi occupation of paris and france um there was a serial killer who took advantage of the circumstances of like the rounding up and and um uh containment of the jewish population and this story is about him and the atrocities that he committed and the first book kind of doesn't delve too deep into him it kind of sets up like the time and place and the feeling Mm -hmm. and the fear by the Jewish community and the people who were helping the Jewish community try to escape France at this time. And it's, it's just so good. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. Like, you know, it it's realistic and the art's nice and like people, you don't get super attached to people, but you also like want to get attached to people because mm. you know the horrible circumstances that are happening and then the horrible grossness that goes on at the end of the book you're like oh no <laughs> and it's just like it's it's just so good and it's interesting because the writer was talking about how you know in the back she talks about i hadn't read my or i hadn't heard about this before but i was like reading a book about world war ii because i'm a giant nerd and then this got like briefly mentioned so of course i then went and researched it a ton because again giant nerd and it was just fascinating that someone would take advantage of something so horrific as the mm-hmm. nazi occupation yeah that someone saw that as an opportunity that's super messed it's up. so messed up <laughs> but i'm i'm feeling this book if nice. you're into you know war or world war ii or like historical stuff this isn't even historical fiction i mean it it technically is like big air quotes because obviously she wasn't there so the things that are happening are not like 100 true but it's like based on a true story right it's based on this guy who did these horrible things so it's it good go pick up the butcher of paris sounds pretty badass it's pretty good sounds solid next up want to get us into the holiday spirit a little bit uh with dc's new year's evil Oh, so festive. <laughs> yeah, right? So so, this so one, jolly. So, yeah. Happy <laughs> villainous holiday. <laughs> so this is one of those big old holiday Chongai that DC puts out. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Chongai being the plural of Chongus. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course. In case you weren't aware. Uh, <laughs> I'm a so it's one of those one of those one of those ten dollar books with like prestige formats and it's got a spine on it um and it's made up of a bunch of different stories um this one obviously being like christmas and holiday themed 
this nice. one was I usually don't talk about these because they're kind of just cash in and they've never really like wowed me like the summer ones and the Valentine's Day ones and stuff. Um, this one was actually pretty fun though. It, it it was a healthy mix of like really kind of effed up stories about okay. villains and really adorable stories about villains. <laughs> It. it was That's like for awesome. every like one effed up one there was one that was like black adam fighting santa to get a bicycle for one of his conduct people oh, you know what i mean like it's, it's and, like they didn't tell all of the authors ahead of time like we want to have an uplifting theme it was just yeah. like write what you're feeling yeah. today write a christmas story about a villain yay um <laughs> but it's pretty cool it's it's worth the 10 bucks in my opinion That's especially cool. if you're the type of person that really gets into like the holiday spirit because uh, it had it had some charm to it and just some fun stories i don't honestly have too too much to say about it just because it is just a collage of many many series like many stories short stories um, what was, was your favorite out of the thing? Um, there's one at the very end with Harley Quinn and Renee Montoya that I really like. Aww. Um, just because I, I thought it was a nice, like, nice way to cap it off because it's all about villains and Harley's kind of, like, not really a villain anymore. Um, and it just had a nice tone to it. That's cool. Um, and it, it was a really good representation of Harley. I'm not sure who wrote it, to be honest, just because I didn't take the time to look at the writers and artists when I first seen no, one. That's fair. Um, and there's like a million writers in yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, but it was a really good tone for Harley and let her be more than just like a, you know, idiot. Um, a weirdo. And the the opening story too was pretty cool. Like it was a cool concept and I think it would have made a better like full on series. Oh, really? Um, like it had, it had potential. It was... Uh, a really cool setup involving a Joker. Oh, okay. Um, about like somebody kind of getting one up on the Joker, and like what the result of that was. I think there's probably so. just enough Joker books already. Yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty. <laughs> there is Joker a plenty, <laughs> especially you know? right now. Five Joker stories. <laughs> <laughs> I love Christmas, you guys. Four Batman titles, three Harley Quinns, two dead Alfreds. There's more dead Alfreds than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I think of there's the two, right? Main dead. Alfred and uh, Last Night Alfred. Okay. And White Night Alfred. Oh, yeah. White Night Alfred is dead. Pretty sure there's another one, too. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. So there's been... lots of dead Alfreds, Three yo. dead Alfreds, two Harley Quinns. And a Bane who took over Gotham City. <laughs> Our Christmas album will be releasing <laughs> yeah. the end of this year. There you go. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> New Year's Evil, if you want a little bit of holiday cheer dripped into your face like a Joker gas bomb, then pick it up. <laughs> that was graphic. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get punched in the dick by holidays, pick up <laughs> New Year's Evil. And now for something totally different. Now for something you'll really like. <laughs> well, you might like it. I don't know. It's up to you. Uh, we'll see. The next title is Kill Whitey Donovan. Whitey Donovan. So this is a... No this is This is a period piece. It is. Um, it is also historical fiction. Yep. It is... I... Okay. I read the synopsis mm -hmm. before reading the book, and I'm glad... Because I don't think the book 
does a good job about telling you what it's about. <laughs> True. It's it's very it's all over the place yeah. and super nondescript. Yeah. Um it's effectively a western title told in the south um that's a good way to put that yeah and it what really like i didn't read the solicitation i went off of the cover and the cover a is super misleading i would just incredibly misleading incredibly Um, the cover a is super misleading (laughs) um but yeah it's ultimately like john tucker must die (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean not it's, entirely wrong it's it's like western john tucker must die it's these two people uh one a uh, white southern plantation, plantation owner's person daughter? yeah like she's somehow connected to like i i didn't fully get her connection to the plantation yet i wasn't sure if it was whitey donovan's plantation or if it was her dad's plantation so i think so i think based on the solicitation which uh-huh. maybe the solicitation's wrong i don't know and i might be remembering wrong but i think what it is is that her daddy owns the plantation mm-hmm. and whitey donovan was gonna marry her sister okay or marry her yeah and her sister's dead because of White Donovan, mm-hmm. but we don't know why or how or what happened. Yeah, exactly. And now done. she is gonna kill White Donovan. Yeah. And so she joins up with one of the slaves to hunt down Whitey Donovan, who went away to the war. And so they were like, "Oh, good, he's gonna die. It'll be great." And then they found out he was alive and well. And so they're gonna Whitey his Donovan. That's right. And then eventually, the the plan is to help get the slave to emancipation in the north. Yeah. So that's like the plan. But they don't get along well. And I'm going to tell you this right now. What we just told you, they don't tell you that in the book. Yeah. The book is so nondescript well, about and, anything. And like I said, the, the cover A is the two of them shooting each other. Yeah. And it's like, no. I get that they fight in the book <laughs> and they don't really get along very well, which is understandable. Yeah. Um, But that's a very misleading cover Oh, a it's an incredibly there. misleading. Mr. Dark Horse. Especially with the title of the book. But it's cool. I love myself a good Western, um, even though this is more of like a Southern literature book. But it's got Western-y vibes because it it's does. all about like vengeance and hunt down man that done me wrong. It's like Westworld on a plantation. Yeah, exactly. I feel it. The maze I'm with is it. not meant for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not. Uh, I want to be cool like Dolores. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like you. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's good. I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It It's kind of hard to follow. Like, the biggest plot point happens when she hands a letter to someone. We don't get to see what happens in the letter. They don't talk about what's said in the letter. Mm. They don't do anything with the letter. The letter's just like, oh, you go get him. And that's it. That's yep. all they say. I'm like, what is in the letter? Why do I care? What is happening? It what was, do I do? Yeah, it was kind of MacGuffin-y. Um, but it's cool. I'm, I'm probably going to keep picking it up. Uh, it, You know... It's, it's a Western. It's I'll got western it, vibes. I'll give it a so. number two to see if it elaborates on anything. Otherwise, I'm out. Give it a number two and hope that it's not number two. Ha, ha, ha. That was a bad joke. I know. It <laughs> I'm filled with nothing but shame. <laughs> so, listen here, Marvel. Uh-oh. That doesn't sound good. I keep getting on my podcast. Yep. And I keep talking about how I'm not really a Deadpool guy. 
Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. not really a Conan guy. Mm-hmm. Yep, so I need that. you to stop making Deadpool and Conan books that I like. <laughs> You're making me <laughs> into a liar. Maybe you just need to admit to yourself. This is Coverby, not Bibberby, okay? Methinks you may be a Conan guy. <laughs> it's like I love Savage Avengers. Love it. Mm-hmm. Conan 2099. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And now Conan Serpent War is a delight. Mm-hmm. Love it. It's so pulpy. Oh, it's so pulpy. It's so good. I'm really excited about this one. It's got my boy Moon Knight in it. Uh, oh, that's it's dope. It's got two other people who I've never heard of. Um, one is like a Puritan, like, Inquisitor-looking dude. Oh, that's weird. And one is like a Joan of Arc slash kind of Conan-y type person. Like, she's, she's got a Conan attitude. Like, one of her friends is like, I'm bleeding out, leave me. And she's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk like that. Um, and then it's got Conan, uh, Krom's favorite big boy, Conan, uh, in it. And it's, it, it's cool. It's got cults. It's got monsters. It's got snake references. It's got Moon Knight being crazy. It's got... Uh, potential for like a Conan Moon Knight face off. Uh, though I think it's gonna be a Conan and that lady face off because they're the first two to meet up. Um, oh. but she's redheaded, so he's probably gonna be like, die. <laughs> That's his thing. His thing is like, <laughs> redhead. Okay, so he's Stanley. <laughs> you know. I- I'm just throwing that out there. You're not. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. Mary Jane, Jean yeah. Grey, Pepper Potts. Mm. Yeah, Everyone comics, in Marvel is a redhead fan. Okay, it's like a thing. The comics people's really dug them some redheads. <laughs> Maybe it's just easier to color. <laughs> Maybe it just stands out more. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just easier to color. It's brighter and more vibrant. But Conan Serpent War, it's gonna be a mini. I think like a six issue mini. Um, cause Marvel doesn't have enough minis on the shelves. Uh, at least it's a mini. It's another like Conan crossover story while they continue their train of just milking Conan's big pectorals as f- much as they can. Um, ew. Yeah. That was a gross image. I'm that really, was awful. I'm, I'm like really... in it right now and I'm trying to get out of it. You and gotta, I'm like climbing away. No, like, please just leave me. Yeah. I don't want to see that anymore. Don't get too Ugh. deep in the Conan titty like milk. In, oh God. Now it's <laughs> like really from... bad and yeah. I can't walk out. Of, oh God. No, I got to lock it. Uh, uh, push it away. Push it away. Push it. You be gone, Conan booby milk. <laughs> I banish you. Be gone! Get out, out of here, you image of sin! I really hope this is nobody's first episode. No, I hope this is absolutely we your have first episode. So off the rails this been, on this. This has been one of those fun episodes. We're Someone both a little like, zany. Oh, you know, I picked up this business card for Cover B. Let me see what this is all about. And it's like, be gone, Kitty Milk. Look. Last weekend, we did a 24-hour live stream for charity, and we have not effectively caught up on sleep. It's because that, we're stupid, but we have not caught up. That Conan can't make his way in here, amen. <laughs> because our hearts are lactose intolerant, amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen. 
Listen, audience. I'm super sorry. Oh, uh, Let's talk about another comic. Okay, I got one. Cool. Okay, so this one, I have an opinion about this one. And I... Okay, so it's called Angela Della Morte. Della Morte. Number one. Plot. You could separate bits of your soul that are the bad bits. Nice. Horcrux, that shit. Yeah. And it's called the, like, gray matter or something. The gray stuff. Cool. Gray, grayness stuff. It's very fudgy. I like it. Yeah. And it's like, you banish it, and then you're supposed to, like, not be mad anymore. And you're not supposed to be, like, super sinful anymore. And you're not supposed to be, like, aggro and a butthole. It's supposed to make people less buttholey. Okay? After you have the stuff done, you get sent up to space to be, like, away from people for a while at, like, a moon base to go, like, chill by yourself. Mm-hmm. So you can recover from having the douchebaggotry removed from your soul. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Fair. Here's the, pr- here's the problem I have, which I suspected the minute I read the synopsis I read online. So the author is Salvador Sanz. Mm-hmm. He is an Argentinian author. Okay. He the book is cool. I like the plot. I think it's neat. She hangs out on in like a space station with a monkey. That's cool. It's dope. It's like a talking monkey. It's dope. It's cool. I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am pretty sure English is not his first language. So there are moments of translationy hiccups. Mm-hmm. And one is very large and hilarious. Oh no! It's I can't, if it's if it's intentional. This book is not what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Effectively, there's she's going and like her moon base is like blown up, and she and the monkey got to run to a different moon base so that she can like. Not lose out oxygen because she got like 20 minutes of oxygen left. And they're like going in the moon rover and they're going. They show up at this base and they're like, hey, let us in, let us in. We got to let it. And they're like, I'm sorry, we can't let you in. You know, we don't have clearance for you. And they're like, no, no, no. The head people at the place told me they were sending me here. My base got blown up. I got to get in. And the person's like, look, I don't think you understand me. Let me make it very clear to you. I'm not letting you in, fatty. <laughs> And she stops and she's like, what did you just say to me? And they were like, you heard me, fatty, fatty. You're not getting in here, fatty. No, you're fat. You're not letting in. And you're like, oh, my God. I I just sort of like stopped and like put the book down and like looked around like I'm being punked. Where is Ashton? This book went from like super serial space drama to like fudge science to what is happening. Yeah. So she breaks down the door, goes inside. It was a computer calling her fatty. Nice. And then there's like a whole like plot point about her dwelling on how like the surgery must not have worked because she got super aggro because a computer called her fatty. I what I think <laughs> I can't tell if this I is think like that's intention- intentional. Um, but like 
I just think it's weird. That particular <laughs> word. Like, there were so many words. Like, it's just such a, like, goobery word. I love it. I love it. I You're not getting in here, fatty. Fatty. Like, it was, like, so stunning. Yeah. That, like, I, like, I, like, jerked. Like, I had a cat on my lap lap when I was reading this. And, like, I jerked. And the cat was like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. And I'm like, this is it's not, I'm not. certainly what? not the F word that gets thrown around in comics most often. <laughs> that would have made more sense. Yeah, that's what it I thought you were going to so say. It so much more effective. I but... was looking at the time. I was like, gotta censor it, gotta censor it. No, just fatty. And fatty. I'm like, and, which makes Love me it. wonder, which is why I kind of wondered, like, Maybe there's another word. Yeah. In. No, I don't. I, like. I, I feel like it's intentional. Uh, and honestly, your reaction to it is probably why they use that word. Because it's not a word you hear used as an insult that often. But it is insulting. If somebody's like, look at you fatty. Because everyone defaults to like fat ass or like just fat or like chubbins or. Or any other uh, big number. Chungus. But there's other like. Per, like words that would have been yeah, like no that's what i'm that saying would have but, made more, like it was just but such a weird jarring. choice yeah yeah it was super jarring Good. that's what they wanted it threw they me wanted off all right so props it. on you i guess maybe it's not a translation error there are a couple other moments yeah, I mean, where it does that, feel translationy but like, i, 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 I like, harken back to what was it infinite loop oh yeah written i believe by a french writer I, yeah and it had yeah. some kind of hiccups there's points. just some like yeah, spots yeah. where you're like no you're missing an an article here or there yeah, weird trans- yeah, I mean, it just it boils down to editorial being able to catch everything yeah exactly but it was just like well so that's angela del morte nice it's super weird if you're into weird if you're into weird and monkeys and fatty <laughs> Go check out if this If you book. like fatties. <laughs> That's the thing. She's not fat at all. She's super normal. Yeah. Like super normie size. Like it's not. That's yeah. it. Oh, it's so weird. Fair. Um, speaking of things you didn't expect. Um, so X-Men number three. Uh-oh. Uh, so the first issue i talked about the first issue of x-men on the podcast and it was all like brady bunch on the moon oh yeah the, in like, tights gross uh, gene yeah it was weird threesome thing uh x-men number two had island sex <laughs> yeah uh with who no the island and another island got freaky <laughs> you guys can't see my face yeah i bet you can feel it so this one <laughs> um this one starts up normal enough a uh, group of humans and i'm gonna spoil a reveal here but i have sorry to, guys um so i can have a laugh uh <laughs> okay group of humans take over a like they manage to use one of the gates oh and it's a big deal. And oh, so they okay. go, they end up in the Savage Lands where uh, the mutants are cultivating all the flowers that they're okay. going to be using. Okay. Uh, and they shut down the gate so the mutants can't use it. Ooh. Um, and it's like a big deal. And they start like freezing. They've got some sort of like gel that they're like freezing all the mutants there with. So Cyclops, uh, Cyclops, uh, what was Shaw, sorry, I couldn't remember. Sebastian Shaw. Okay. And uh, Emma all roll out 
to the Savage Lands. Autobots to go, roll like, out. Cool. See what's going on, and they're like, "Hey, look here, like, what the f?" <laughs> um, and it turns out these four people in these like high tech steampunky looking outfits are essentially the Golden Girls. What? It's like four old ladies, and one of them is like hella old and really mean, and they're like eco terrorists. And they had a plot to, like, trigger this special seed that they worked into, like, all the crops in the world. So then they could control the crops. And they had, like, different view. Like, one of them was, like, just kill everybody. But they what they settled on was, like, revert the world to a more stable population. And apparently the X-Men's whole, like, Krakoa thing and their flowers and stuff really, like, put a damper on that. Kind of undoes it. Um, so they're gonna be fighting the x-men and the golden girls yeah and it's legitimately like <laughs> it's so 12 issues of house of x powers of x jonathan hickman built this like semi-literary like almost poetic at points like super serious super high-minded like this is x-men right right you know, like every issue could have started with a star wars-esque title oh, absolutely. about how like epic this next thing was gonna be and since he's taken over first of all the new mutants plays out like a freaking like 1980s teen drama it's it's like the breakfast club in space yeah um and <laughs> freaking first issue of x-men is like brady bunch in tights <laughs> and the second issue had two islands doing it <laughs> and now he's got a part he literally created a part in a book where cyclops laser blasts some an old lady and she's like ow oh my hip and he's like oh ma'am can i help you and then she effing gasses him <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and it took me three issues to get here, but I finally realized the mastery of Jonathan Hickman. This is the most perfect thing for the X-Men. It's great. It's fantastic. Because here's the thing. like One of the biggest complexities of the X-Men is that A, there's so many of them. Yeah. And B, because of that, any attempt to like really take everything too seriously can get confused and can get like okay. you have conflicting story arcs and conflicting timelines and stuff and he's curated like a very serious thing like the x-men are you know they are trying to find sovereignty they're trying to find their independence trying to be safe um, they've got this crazy new island. They've got these crazy new abilities with this island. They've got this resurrection power and stuff like that. And Jonathan Hickman took the new mutants and X-Men and he was like, I'm going to do these. And what he effectively did is, because if you read all of these, if you also read X-Force and Fallen Angels and Excalibur and Marauders, all four of those books have really serious stuff going on that directly pertains to like finding that sovereignty and protecting Krakoa and like making sure the mutant nation is successful. Right. You know, like the last issue of Marauders, which I think was also out this week, 
was all about like the political subterfuge between Sebastian Saul and Emma Frost. Okay. It was all about them like power struggling. Um and like Shaw like trying to plot and make plans and stuff. And they're effectively the economic backbone of Krakoa. Right. right. So like that's heavy shit for the overall X Men story. X Force featured the death of Xavier. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And now here we are at X Men number three and Cyclops is getting punked by you know, Blanche. <laughs> and what it is is he's taken the characters that often, more often than not, are like the over dramatic ones and the crazy ones and the ones with like the big like ooh will they, won't they kind of storylines and the big like galactic defining storylines and put them in these like comedic situations. Oh my god. He's removed them. So all these other, so the X Men Nation can, can like can thrive and be serious, while Cyclops and yeah, it's a big deal that these ladies are like they there. stole a bunch of flowers and they are legitimately like renowned like <laughs> they are biologists and like uh, ecological engineers or whatever they called it and stuff like that. Like they have the science background to like you know be a problem break this down and cause problems for krakoa and the fact that they shut down a gateway is causing problems for krakoa to the extent where like the psychics on krakoa are getting feedback you know so it's a big deal but it's just so silly (laughs) you know what i mean brilliant and like that's why there's so much confusion on like are the mutants polyamorous now like who's with who like in this book Emma literally looks at Scott and was like, I'll love you more if you, like, extra super duper blast these old ladies. You know what I mean? Like, she makes a comment about, like, I love you, Scott. You know, like, hints at that. Yeah. And Jean and Emma have a back and forth where, like, uh, Jean's like, hey, great shoes, by the way. And Emma's like, yeah, I'd offer to let you bother them, but I don't think they're quite your size. And Jean's like, it's okay. I'm not really the bother the borrowing type that's more of your thing oh my god and stuff like that so like we're getting hints that like all this complex relationship history is there but then we're also kind of getting hints that everyone's just polyamorous like everybody just, doesn't care anymore you doink who you want and like <laughs> i mean that's you know, so much similar, better for this scenario it's similar to how like you know cable was in that first episode of x-men and he was like Mom, can I trade guns with this Starjammer guy? And Jean was like, if you help me with the dishes. Ha, 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 canned laughter. Um, <laughs> and now he's with the Fallen Angels, and he's like, I want to go kill people. <laughs> like, Psylocke, Quanon, literally finds him, and it's like him and X-23 are hanging out, and there's like a big bonfire slash probably orgy happening. And they're just like standing there bored. And then they're like, I can't really get into this. So they start fighting because that's what they want to do. So the, the two of them start sparring. And then Quanon's like, hey, come kill people with me. And they're like, cool, dope. We'll do. <laughs> I, I, and like, I, so you have like that happening in these other books. And that's the tone of these other books. Even like Gene in X-Force is like really intense and really driven. And then over in the X-Men book, it's like you got island doinking. And you've got, like... The Golden Girls. And you do have, like, each book, each episode, or episode, I guess it's, they're kind of epi- episodic. They're kind of episodic, the X-Men book, because each one doesn't really, like, feed, feed into, into the, the next, next one. Yeah. Um, you know, they, each one that you dive into ends with kind of a teaser of, like, here's a 
like looming threat and then that threat isn't in the next one it sets up another threat in kind of a silly way (laughs) so it's like silly 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 domestic x-men and then oh yeah those that human scientist cadre from powers of x house of x is still out there and they've got intentions and then it's like silly silly islands doinking in x-men 2 and then like oh there's this weird otherworldly force that wants to invade krakoa and then like silly silly x-men fighting the golden girls but they legitimately are causing problems with and it's just like the artistic mastery is striking me now of jonathan hickman being able to like just really like focus in on how bonkers the x-men can be like he's really just like this is absurdity they're they're crazy characters they have these crazy powers they've got this crazy history literally the story we're telling you of like a woman being able to die go back to the start of her life with all of her memories from all her previous life is life is and rewriting everything is crazy like that's nuts i just put it together Jonathan Hickman has officially introduced one of the most complex, high-level high level literary stylings. This is fantastic realism now. Yeah. And that's Which what is doing. so yeah. complicated and hard no. to achieve well. And he's totally doing yeah, it. Yeah, it reads like 100 Years of Solitude if the characters wore their underpants on the outside. And... Um, <laughs> It, but that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> this is like his TED talk of like, comics are supposed to be fun. Don't try to take them too seriously. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's making a commentary on how comics are weird. And that's okay. Yeah. It's okay for comics to be <laughs> weird. It's okay for every single issue not to like, be a world shattering like, what are we going to do? And then feed in the next issue. Right. You know, even how he's writing the X-Men book is really different than what we've seen. Because like I said, it's episodic. Yeah. Each issue does not immediately feed into the next issue. We That's do not so pick up where we left off. Meanwhile, like I said, Excalibur, you've got a sequential story being told about how the world of magic is pissed off about the X-Men stuff. Huh. And... They're having to go fix it. And Captain Britain is corrupted. And now Psylocke has, Betsy has to go fix that. Huh. And, you know, in X-Force, you've got assassins, human assassins that have literally just corrupted everything. And Wolverine and his team are going to go fix that. And you've got Fallen Angels where there's like some sort of otherworldly being, like deep, dark being that's coming and it's going to take over the world. And they've got to go fix that. You know, and you've got marauders that are literally, like, freeing mutants from countries that don't allow mutants. And I'm sure Latveria is going to have something to say about that. And you've got all this political power play going on between the White Queen and the Black King. And all these, like, who's going to be the Black Bishop? Who's going to be the Red Bishop? Who's going to be the White Bishop? Like, all these, like, power play moves happening. Hmm. And then you've just got the (laughs) X-Men. being weird (laughs) and you've got the young the new mutants not even there you know like some big power players that are often the centerpiece of a lot of drama are off planet just gone you know like they commented on that in this they're like wow we can't get to the savage lands through our gate if only we had a teleporter but magic's in space (laughs) you know 
If only we could find out what Krakoa needs, but Doug's in space. <laughs> so it's like he simultaneously took these like really paramount characters off the board, but is using them to make a commentary about comics that is relatable to literally everything else that's happening. That's so wild. I know this Krakoa stuff's weird, but it's supposed to be. You're not supposed to take it too seriously. Have fun with it. Suspend your disbelief. Accept, like you said, that it's magical realism. And have fun. That's bizarre. And it's crazy. It took Damn. three issues to hit me. I was like, first issue happened. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into this. I might have to drop. Same with New Mutants. Yeah. I read the second. First New Mutants, I was like, what the hell? I have not continued New Mutants because I the first one turned me off read so the much. second one and I was still kind of like, what the hell? And now X-Men 3 is making it make sense to me. That's he just Jonathan Hickman is teaching us to just have fun with comics. That's wild. You know? Like, it's great That's to have wild. your Donny Cates, like, world-shattering moments. It's great to have... You know, like what he did back in the day with like Secret Wars and stuff, yeah. where it's like world shattering moments. It's great to have these like deep, heavy things. It's great to have your year of the villains and your Batman who laughs. But like ultimately, we come back to comics because they're a joy to read. Because they're fun. And he's doing a master class on that. And it's amazing. So if you haven't been reading X Men, don't have to read all of them, though I am. And they're all great. So it's really hard for me to give you one that's better than the others. But you gotta read them. Like, huh. the X-Men series is really, really cool. Alright. Well, I think that wraps us up. That is it. Yes. So, as you guys know, we have a website. We do. If you want to listen to previous episodes of Cover B, or you want to see the books that we don't talk about mm -hmm. in our session, in the mm -hmm. honorable mentions, mm -hmm. or if you want to buy some sweet merch... Or if you want to contact us, you do all of that stuff. Yeah, at it's a very versatile website. And if you want regular news, or more realistically, if you want an endless stream of Baby Yoda memes, yeah, uh, Twitter. You can find us <laughs> on Twitter and Facebook at yep. Cover B Podcast. Also coming up this week, we're gonna have our next second episode of our holiday gift guide for 2019 so be sure to check that out last week we did the or this week actually earlier this week we did the kids yep and this upcoming week we're going to be doing the teens teens young adults teen yep. young adult era pg-13 your ya yeah version so be sure to check that out i got i got all sorts of girly crap for that <laughs> nice it's fun I haven't thought about it at all. I'm a fly by the seat of my pants kind of guy. I wrote down the like three that seemed the most relevant to me and that I liked the most. And I realized that they were essentially all the same book. To give you guys a <laughs> little bit of a sneak peek into my method when I do these recordings, I essentially, I come into the room, I set up the computer, I set up the mic, and then I talk. Yeah, I think <laughs> about stuff and plan and he just shows up. I'm like, so recording where we talk about comics all right dope. dope i hate him so much all right anyway we will catch you on wednesday for our next little bit of cover b so have a good weekend and enjoy yourselves go buy some comics do that bye